All right, welcome back, guys, to the episode Investing Your Future. I'm your host, Kenny, CEO of Corinda Group Corporation. I want to thank you guys for joining me for another episode. We're here every Thursday to give back knowledge, to help those people who are struggling, but also to give them ideas and give them, you know, different avenues of making money right now, especially in the market we're in. But today I have a special guest. I want to welcome Jay. Jay Shakur is a good friend of mine. He's originally from Boston, a great gentleman from uh, our area in Boston, but moved down to Central Florida to go after the heat, which I definitely, I 100% agree with him. Um, Jay's been in real estate for a long time, good friend of mine. We've done some, some work together and hopefully do some future work together. But um, Jay's a very smart man. I, I, I reach out to him for ideas. And also he's very knowledgeable in terms of the, obviously the game of real estate. That's why I'm bringing him on the show. So Jay. First of all, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for taking the time. And uh, you want to introduce yourself, Jay? Yeah, I'm Jay Shakur. Hey, everybody. Uh, shout out to Kenny's audience, who is on with him every week. You know, he does a brilliant show, so make sure you keep on coming back. But my name is Jay. I'm, I'm here in the Orlando area currently. But as, uh, as Kenny mentioned, I'm from Boston originally. Nice, nice. It, it's, it's funny because... I'm thinking of the same thing, Jay, of moving from the cold weather to the, to the warmer weather. Because to be honest, I'm sick of I'm sick of shoveling snow. I'm sick of you know driving in it. What made you originally move from Boston to um to Florida? Let's start with that. Well, originally I, I had gone to school here years ago to uh, to fly airplanes, right? So I went to school down in Daytona wow. Beach. That was uh, sort of going to be my first slot in life was uh, to become an airline pilot. And uh, so I fell in love with it naturally when I was in college. And I said, uh, I, I'd always, I went, I ended up going back home after about four years. And I always said, after school, I'm going to get back down to Florida. I'm going to eventually move back down to Florida just because I fell in love with the climate, you know. Nice. Plus, uh, you, you can ride motorcycles all year round. So, you know, <laughs> that's nice. that's <laughs> can't nice. beat that. That can't yeah. beat that. That's, sure. yeah. that's nice. That's great. I mean, and were you, when you, when you left, were you originally in real estate when you left before you came down to, uh, when you went down to Florida? No, no. Uh, you mean when I left to, when I left Boston. At yes, first. when you left Boston. Yes. Yeah, no, I had dabbled in it a little bit. I had dabbled okay. in it uh, on the wholesaling side up in Boston. Um, okay. I was uh, actually putting a few properties under contract, and it, it never really worked out for me back then. I mean, I'm, I was real young, about 18 years old. Sure. Uh, but always fascinated, even before I went to school to fly airplanes, always fascinated. Uh, in general, with just real estate. So I had done a little bit with wholesaling and assignment of contracts, that sort of thing. Sure. But uh, back then, that, that was about it, though, as far as as far as that went. Okay. I hadn't had a real estate license at that point. I was just just sort of, you know, just, just sort of dipping my toes in the water, so to speak. Nice, yeah. nice. A lot of people start that way. Um, right. That's um, that's interesting. So, you know, you, you really want to become a pilot, but then right. you, you're dabbling in real estate here and there. Um, yeah. Are you are you making any money? Are you making a little money? Are you making any money at all? Or yeah, yeah, I make a pretty comfortable living. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'm blessed with the opportunity to be able to do this uh, as my my only full time job. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, life life is good these days. Well, well, I'm not I'm not talking about now. I know now you're all set. I'm talking about back. Oh, in you're the talking days. about. When you were starting, yeah. Where were you starting? Kind of started from. Yeah, when, you started. when I started, no, I didn't make any money. No, <laughs> I was just, I was just learning how to fill out a contract in those days, and yep. and learn how to get on the phone and talk to perfect strangers. So, 
Um, you know, good, good life lessons that I learned back then that are, that are still helping me out to this day. Those, those well, things I want to discuss. Yes. When, when you were starting, you had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and getting on the phone and calling strangers. Absolutely. That's a, that's a huge skill, guys. You can pick up from Jay right there. That's yeah. a huge skill because a lot of people will not do that, Jay. Tell them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything you want, I mean, regardless of what it is, uh, the greatest things that you want or can have are, are really on the other side of your comfort zone. So um, chances are, if you're feeling uncomfortable about doing something, of course, as long as it's reasonable, ethical, and legal, chances are you're heading in the right direction. You sure. know what I mean? Um, especially when it comes to business. If it makes you uncomfortable, just go for it. Fight through that fear, that anxiety, whatever it is, and just go for it. You know, mm -hmm. you'll be surprised at, at how you come out on the other side. Yeah. That's, that's so true. I mean, everything, everything is true. He's, 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 he's not lying. It's everything's on the other side of the comfort zone because yeah. if you constantly push yourself out of your comfort zone, you'll achieve a lot more. It's just, it's just right. a fact. So it's a fact. Yeah, Jay, Jay's gone through it. I've gone through it. Anybody successful, you know, no matter how large or small they, their success, they've always gone through some kind of, you know, a discomfort. And the larger the discomfort, the more they've become right. successful. So Jay can take, you know, can give you that from firsthand example right there. But Jay, yeah. can we talk about when you moved down to Florida? Now, did you get you got your license right? You got your real estate license right away. So, I mean, I, I'm, we're talking about the second time I moved back to Florida, right? Oh, second time, yes, when you moved to Florida. Yeah. So, so, no, it didn't happen right away. I kind of picked up and left Boston uh, with, like, nothing. I just picked up, packed up my van, literally drove down here. And um, I had to figure life out. I knew I didn't want to stay back home because, you know, the environment I was in wasn't going to leave me anywhere, right? Mm. So, picked up, hit the road, came down here. And uh, my first job, actually, was working at a laundromat when I got back down to Florida. Believe it or not, I was working at a laundromat. It was the only thing I could find. I could, I could, uh, I, it was within walking distance. And I was there just folding clothes and, and, and doing other, other people's laundry. And I hated it, right? Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, prior to that, I was living in Boston. A lot of people don't realize that they don't know this about me, but I'm also a certified motorcycle mechanic, right? So I had pretty much... The entire, anybody who rode motorcycles in Boston or rode scooters, mopeds, they would come see me to fix their bikes. I was making like $50 an hour to do this, right? On my own, nice. right? Not working for anybody. So for me to go from that to come down here to work in a laundromat, I was making eight bucks an hour. Didn't care, right? So what? I had a job. It was legal. Just happy to have something. But of course, in the back of my mind, I knew I, knew I needed something different. Mm -hmm. Fast forward maybe a few months, I got a job working at Bank of America. Right. I'm leading up to how I got into real estate. I got a job at Bank of America. Uh, hated that, too. Right. <laughs> I hated it with a passion. I said, you know, mind you, I'm just trying to figure out what am I going to do? Right. Yeah. My whole aviation career did not work out due to a, an emergency landing I had to make on a solo flight. Right. Flying an airplane by myself and had to de declare an emergency. That's a really long story. I'll tell you about it one of these days. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, in any event, back to the bank. I'm working in the bank as a as a teller, right? Mm -hmm. Hated that with a passion. And, you know, the whole while I'm working there, counting everybody else's money every single day, <laughs> realizing I don't have any money, right? <laughs> the whole time I'm working there, I'm seeing all these people, you know, all these different folks coming in, different walks of life. And me being the, me being the man I am, I would ask certain people, hey, man, you know, what do you do for a living? You know, what do you do? So finally, uh, 
after, I don't know, maybe about two, 3,000 customers came in, there was this one lady that walked in, right? Mm-hmm. And she had me deposit checks from a title company, right? And remember, I had been in real estate. I had dabbled in real estate before. Yes. Right? So I said, you know what? Let me, let, me just, let me just dig into this woman a little bit here. And I asked her. I, I, look, I looked at the check. I saw it was like, I don't know, first American title or something like that on the check. So I asked her, I said, ma'am, what is it that you do for a living, right? And she said, she says, Jay, I'm a real estate agent. And then she slips me her card. You know how they have like the little window at the bank? Mm-hmm. She slips me her card underneath the window. She says, call me if you ever want to get into real estate. Kenny, I think I called her like that evening. Like on the, on the, way, <laughs> like on the, way, on the way back to the house. You know, I'm, I'm hating. I'm hating life at this point. Glad to have a job, but you know what? This ain't me. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm used to working for myself, for one. I'm used to having freedom. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the idea of anybody telling me when to come and go, when to take a lunch break, that sort of thing. So it just, it just wasn't a fit for me. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, so sometimes you just need a job. At the time, I needed a job, right? Sure. So fast forward a little bit. I called this lady. Um, I don't want to mention her name right now, but I called her. We had a great conversation about it on on what it would take to get me in there. She said, look, Jay, you got to come on downtown to our downtown office and meet with our broker, right? So I did that. I think I set the appointment for maybe like a couple of days later. Went to the downtown office right here, downtown Orlando, sat down with the gentleman. And he says, look, man, it is, just come on in here. We'll get you going. We'll, we'll, we'll set you up with a, with a desk, a phone. We'll give you the training. This was at Coldwell Banker, right? Everybody's heard of Coldwell Bank, this big uh, franchise real estate brokers, right? Sure. Yep. Um, so she plugged me into this broker. Broker put me on with the company. I signed up with Coldwell Banker. Mind you now, mind you now, I'm still working for Bank of America, right? Which mm-hmm. is a huge direct conflict of interest. But I ain't going to say nothing to the bank, right? I'm not telling them nothing. I'm going to the bank every day, right? Yep. Doing my telejob. I actually had another job doing like data entry, and uh, in Maitland, Florida, about 20 minutes, it was like a, it's like 20 minutes away from Orlando. I would, I would go to the banks, uh, almost, it was part-time job at the bank. So days I wasn't at the bank, I would go out to the Maitland job, right? Maitland, Maitland, Florida. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, so basically I was shuffling three jobs at that time now. Maitland job, Bank of America, and real estate at the same time. And um, a little while, I want to say, I want to say maybe about a month into a month or two into my real estate job. Right. I ended up listing a house and selling it super quick. I mean, in like a matter of, I, well, I listed a house and ended up going in the contract. And then I think our closing date was in like 25, 30 days or something like that. Just in a month's time. Mm-hmm. Well, while I was waiting to close that transaction, bank of America somehow found out that I was a licensed real estate agent. And, and working for this company, Cold Oil Banking, right? And, and the whole time, in a good month, I, was, I wasn't saying anything, right? I was going to work. Then I would slide over to Cold Oil Banker at like 6.30 in the evening, get on the phone, make like 100 phone calls, you know? So that, that's back to calling, you know, that, that comfort zone thing, just calling people. I'd never really done that level of prospecting before. But you know what? This is what they told me to do if I was going to ever sell a house. So I just did it. And I wanted out of that bank so badly anyway. So that there was my motivation, right? So... The bank found out I worked for Kodo Banker, the branch manager. I'll never forget this. She called me into her office one day. Um, 
she called me in her office said hey look we got to talk it was it was the branch manager and like my direct supervisor i said damn this this probably ain't gonna be good now mind you i'm i'm already i got one foot out the door i i'm not even worried either way right yeah. plus yeah. i got a, i got a contract pending in escrow right i'm about to get this i'm about to get the biggest check of my entire life right <laughs> so i don't even care what they're you hear me yeah. um so anyway basically they're like yeah so jay you know, we, 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 we heard you're working in real estate right now, buddy. Well, uh, you didn't tell us about that, did you? Well, yeah, you know, I got my license. I kind of tried to, you know, downplay it a little bit. Uh, I said, well, I got my license. Um, and they said, well, you know, that's not going to work for us, right? And I knew it wasn't. It's just a conflict of interest because, of course, Bank of America writes mortgages, refis, that sort of thing. Um, and they basically gave me an ultimatum. They say, well, what are you going to do? You got to make a decision today whether you're going to work for us or you're going to go sell real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I said, well, you know, I guess this is my last day here, you know. So pretty much just uh, packed it all up and, and left. And, wow. um, yeah, yeah, I'll never forget the lady. And the lady looked at me. She says, uh, do you have any listings? And I said, yeah, at that time I had three listings, Kenny, when we had that conversation. I had three listings, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. And she goes, well, she goes, Jay, I can't see you being a real estate agent. I said, well, you know, as long as I can see it. I mean, that's all that matters. I guess, oh, that's right? that's all that and uh, uh, anyway, that was almost uh, that was almost that was about nine years ago now. So. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. interesting. That's, you know, we yeah. all have kind of stories like that, because obviously, I mean, we, we're kind of the same blood where we I can't stand working for somebody else. You know, uh-huh. same kind of mindset, same kind of everything. But the interesting thing is, you know, when when you're when you're trying to, you know, he didn't just leave the job. He actually set himself up. If you guys can get a lesson from that, he set himself up before he left Bank of America to be right. able to go right into real estate. And yeah. I mean, so then from then on, he had a list. He had listings already before he even left the job. That shows right. you that at least he's, you know, he, he forethought and thought, you know what? Even if anything doesn't work, at least I have a still a foot here and a foot there. You can still, you know, right. balance both. But you end up going full time real estate, and yeah. how? I mean, now tell us how that deal go. Well, how's that first deal? Tell us about that first deal. Oh man, um, honestly, I think the first deal was probably—I don't know if it was the easiest, but it was definitely one of the easiest deals I've ever had. I mean, it was a uh, a house down in uh, St. Cloud. It was a little ways away from from, from Orlando, not, not much, maybe 35, 40 minute drive away. And, uh, I, I went over there and I'm trying to remember what it was. It was a, you know what? It was an agent in the office that gave me a, a stack of old leads that they didn't want anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, this was all leads I had. So it was the only people I had to call. And I just kept calling those people every day after I left the bank. And I got that one lady on the phone, come to find out it was a house. It was a, it was a, a rental property that she didn't want as a rental anymore and she needed to just get rid of it right so um so yeah and that's how i ended up listing that house but we ended up getting the cash offer on that property i want to say like a weekend man a weekend to to me listing that home and wow. and sold that closed on it a month later and again this is the first time i you know i've never seen commission checks or anything like that before uh, so, but I, but I, funny story, man, I took that commission check from Coldwell Banker and went to back, back to the bank that I worked at to deposit it. 
into my account. So that was, that was, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I was killing two birds with one stone. I was waving at everybody, right? <laughs> so, wow. And I, I wanted to say hi to the branch manager and also wanted to make my first deposit to uh, my first real estate deposit to my, my bank account. So see full circle, made full, yeah, circle. full circle. Man. That's nice. That's nice. I mean, um, that's interesting because for me, I actually, I used to work at a bank also. I never got a chance to do that, you know, to come back with the big checks to their branch. So that's, that's nice, Jay. That's very, <laughs> that's very nice. Now, yeah. when, when you started like making some money now, because obviously you're a full-time agent now, you, you, you're making calls. I mean, can you give them kind of a little bit of um, what your workload was, like especially how hungry you were to make money, especially after you saw that first check? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, after that first one, it was just back at it. And, uh, you know, I think I had a little bit of beginner's luck. Um, but, you know, the, the the key to this business is just talking to as many people as you can every single day. Mm-hmm. And what I would do is I would just get in there and I would go into work. I would just pound the phones all day, every single day. And I would also get out and drive around to different neighborhoods mm-hmm. in doorknock. Right. I would go up to just literally go up to random people's houses and just knock on doors. They open the door. I ask them if they were looking to, to make a real estate transaction anytime soon. And, you know, 90, 99 percent of the time they said no. But then there was a, I'm only out there looking for that one percent every day. I'm just looking for that one percent. Real estate is like a really a 99 percent rejection business. Right. And you're just you're just looking for that one. Yes. Every day out of 99 no's. You know, and that's all you need really to make a good living in this business. Wow. Right? I mean, to do that, the, the the pain that people don't see, the behind the scenes, they think just, you know, you're a real estate agent, you just make all this money, you really don't do anything. They don't see about the, the five, six hours a day you spend on the phone, and then the three or four hours you spend a day in your car, mm-hmm. because you were on the phone for five or six hours in the morning. You know, they mm-hmm. don't see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, really, that's just, that's just the grind. You know, real estate is a grind if you're going to stay in business long term. And luckily, I, I had read a lot of books. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had spoken with a lot of different um, top agents who sort of gave me that that vision, that guidance early on to keep to keep me pushing forward. Yeah. Wow. And when when you see, because a lot of people don't know all that work that a lot of agents do, because they you know you don't see the calls, you don't see the driving, you don't see the the open houses, you don't see all those things that they work to get those those large checks, but. In, in the end, Jay, would you say you, you you made the right decision? Would you say you're happier than let's say at the bank? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, it's totally, totally worth it. <laughs> it's totally worth it. Now, totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it. So that's great. When now I want to move up a little bit. When we went to um, that area where, because I was not aware of it because I was still in school, but that sure. that 2008, right before that, where everyone can afford a or not afford a house, everyone can get a house. Everyone right. is trying to get a house and flip it, um, or you know, houses are being overvalued. What did you see back then that you know that you know in terms of the market? And, and what did you do for yourself? Did you do anything for yourself? So no, Kenny, I wasn't in it back then, right? I came in shortly after that. Okay. I came in in, in 2012. So when I came in, I came in uh, sort of in the aftermath of that whole crisis. Mm. Um, so there were a gazillion foreclosures in the marketplace at that time. I don't know if people remember, but we were, we were definitely in a buyer's market. So, which is the opposite of the market that we're in right now. Yes. Um, so basically there were REO properties that's bank owned, right? There were REO properties all over the place and foreclosures all over the place. And there was also 
way more home. I'm sorry, they were, uh, yeah, there were way more homes to go around than there were actual buyers for the property because we were coming out of that financial crisis where people had lost their jobs and, you know, their financial situation overall were, was just worse off. Um, so I came in kind of at the tail end of that. And as the market started, so basically ever since I've been in, the market has kind of been swinging up, upwards, you know, slowly but surely just appreciated. Yeah. This is, we'll see what's going to happen here in the next couple of years. But if we do enter a declining market, this is going to be a, a challenging time for me because it'll be the first time that I've ever conduct, had to conduct business and sell homes in a, in a declining market. And between you and I, between you and me, I'm, I'm really excited for that, for that challenge, that opportunity, because I hear agents all the time who are older than me, you know, 30s, 40s, I'm sorry, not 30s, but 50s, 60s, 70 years old, telling me that they sold real estate throughout the peaks and valleys of the, I don't know if I'm going the right way, throughout the peaks and valleys of the economy. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn how to operate in a down market as well as an up market, you know, so I'm really excited for that, that opportunity going forward. Who knows when that's going to be? Um, we're not exactly in a, in a crash yet, but uh, you never know. Yeah. Wow. No, Jay, that's, that's, that, those are actually all great points. I definitely want to actually just backtrack a little bit because you, you mentioned so many great things. One thing you definitely mentioned is you, you know, you understand and you study the markets. You know, he's Jay's right. the time and to understand that it's not going to be all sweet all the time. And he knows no. the downturn is coming. He, he's a smart man. Right. And also, He's reached out to people who's, who've been in the game for a long time, 50, 60 years, or, you know, 60 years old. And he's reaching out to them to understand the market and how to make money in those markets. A lot of people are losing their job because they don't make the adjustments or they don't do the study that they need to, to be able to, like, you know, move on like the way right. Jay is. So that's one thing you really need to understand is do your homework and also reach out to people who've done it before, who've gone through the market, when especially when it's gone down. Um, Jay, that's, those are great things. Thank you for that. When... Sure. When you're um, so now you know you know we've been on a, a sweet ride and you know the downturn is coming. What would you say to somebody you know somebody new? Would, they, would you say how how would you say for them to you know to to, to do their money right now? Especially because should they wait? Should they still buy? I mean, what would you suggest? Um, well, on, on my side, things are good because the interest rates are still at historically all time lows. Sure. So money is still relatively cheap right now. Um, and I got to remind everybody who's watching that uh, we're not in the crisis that we were in 2008, right? This is a this is a health crisis, not a not a financial crisis, right? So everybody's thinking that the home prices are going to just take this massive dip immediately, and frankly, we don't see that happen, right? In fact, in our market, in the last couple of weeks, there's been an uptick, a slight uptick in prices, and also the amount of homes that have gotten sold. Right. And the reason for that is simply a case of basic economics, meaning supply and demand. So the home supply is still relatively low compared to the amount of buyers that are out there in the marketplace that are, that are needing these homes right now. And as long as that continues to be the case, the housing economy is still going to remain relatively strong. Sure. Sure. And, and, and so right now, I mean, for myself, I'm kind of. I was trying to sell something to, to go into something larger because I, I don't care about the market. I just want to make money. I want to make cash flow. But sure. for, for people in, in the residential side, what would you say? I mean, because you said interest rates are low. I mean, I know there's still a lot of great loans out there for people who are first-time home buyers. I right. mean, how, how would you say somebody could take advantage of when the, when the market is dipped and there's, you know, there's, um, there's a little dip in the market? What would you say the best rate for both for that? I think, I think if you try and time the market, you'll go crazy trying to do that. 
Yep. I think if you if you had a plan right before this whole COVID-19 thing hit, if you had a plan to go ahead and purchase a home, I think you need to go ahead and follow through with that plan. Keep mm-hmm. moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. Because these homes are still going to get sold. People are still going to buy them, right? I think you need to keep moving forward because it's not the, the houses, the home prices aren't just going to tank like they did years ago, right? It's just, we just don't see that happening. Sure. You know, it's, I mean, we just have too few homes and you just have too few homes on the market right now. And the new home builders aren't being able, they're not going to be able to keep up with the, with the, with the demand, with the buyer demand that's out there. Mm. So I think if you were to invest your money right now in real estate, you're still in a good spot going sure. forward. Sure. Yeah. Especially long-term, especially long-term. Jim. Long-term, sure. especially long-term. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that, that's, I mean, yeah. that's, that's the game I think everyone should play. If you can get into sure. it, get into it. I mean, there's a lot of bad news and, you know, Jay, obviously you can test this. There's so much negative news out there. You can't right. listen to all of it. You have to actually yeah. listen to people who are doing it and like me and Jay right. or people who are in the industry. Jay's been doing this yeah. for a long time. He does real estate on, you know, every single day. He sees the right. market, you know, pretty much they call it on the streets and he's seeing that, right. you know, the, the, the potential is there to still make money. So if you can get in the house, get into it, obviously make sure you're not over leveraged and uh, right. be smart, be smart with it when you get into it. Um, so Jay, great. That's great. Thank you. Um, what about, let's say, um, you know, cause a lot of people out here actually, don't have great credit or don't have the cash. What would you say to those people, man? What would you say for their paths to go to? Well, um, for those who don't have great credit, I mean, there's all sorts of programs out there so that you can start working on that. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, you know, you're going to need to start working on it because the banks are going to look at that, especially going forward. The restrictions are going to begin. They're going to get a little bit tighter, especially in the midst of this whole coronavirus thing. They're going to want to, they want to make sure your credit's solid. I sure. think uh, right now we're going as low as 620, whereas I want to say a month before Corona hit, we were going as low as 580 as far as credit score goes, is what you need. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So just the Corona, yeah. So the coronavirus sort of bumped up the minimum, of, like bare bones minimum credit score that you needed just by 40 points, just because of this whole virus, the whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that said, you still, I mean, those of you who were in that area anyway, I'm sure. If you haven't begun already, you've at least given some thought that you need to start working on uh, boosting up your credit score if you're looking to purchase property. Now, still, there, there are all sorts of programs out there for those of you with, with less than stellar credit. You know, I mean, it's FHA-backed mortgages. Uh, but just keep in mind that the restrictions are going to be a little bit tighter going forward. So if you got that hospital payment that you're just neglecting to pay because you don't feel like it, even though you have the money lying around, just go ahead and knock it off your report for now. Okay. And if you got much bigger problems with that, then you may want to get some outside agency to help you help sure. you clear that, that stuff up. Yeah. Sure. No, yeah. I, I, credit, I, credit overall, I mean, it's always going to be necessary. You know, it's, it's kind of always going to be the Achilles heel in real estate. But just know that once you, you fix your credit and you get in, um, that's going to be just the beginning for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I 100% agree. I mean, Jay, Jay talks about it because it's, it's that important, man. Credit is 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 your resume is your financial resume to the banks and if sure. you have terrible credit man they're not going to give you anything to you know in terms of loans and right. the only way i think right now and if you if you especially if you want to get into a house you need to have some decent credit i mean he talks about 580 i've never seen that low but yeah you know that's that's incredible so but you still right. i say always want to keep it around 680 to 700 around there that's where you right. want to sit. um yeah then, that's yeah. ideal right exactly exactly that's yeah, the 580s and the 60s those are the worst case scenarios. 
Yeah. And keep in yeah. mind that if you do get a loan at that at that low of a uh, with that low of a credit score, that you're going to probably be penalized with uh, with a higher interest rate, as well as something like points on your mortgage, which basically means it's going to cost you more to borrow that money versus somebody with a 680 and up credit score. Like exactly. You exactly. I mean, we're talking about saving you hundreds of thousands of dollars here, Joe. I mean, we're talking about saving people some serious money here. If you're smart, you know, you listen to what we're talking about. That's great. Yeah. Um, so, Jay, right now, you say, like, you know, if you can get into a house, if you can afford it, obviously, and have smart credit and smart enough with your finances, you can definitely get into it. Um, right. Where do you see the prices right now? Do you see the prices are still high? Do you see them dropping? I mean, how do you see your market? I mean, especially because you're, you're in the Orlando, Orlando area, right? Correct? Right. Yeah. So yeah. how do you see the prices right now in your area? Yeah, we're seeing them. We're seeing them pretty stable. I mean, they're still trending upward a little bit. They haven't really dropped off. Um, you know, I think we're we're still in pretty good shape here. Our prices have not fallen yet. I mean, I, my investors are calling me saying, "Hey, Jay, what do you think is going to happen? Is this thing going to bottom out anytime soon?" And I'm having to tell them, unfortunately, no, it's not going to happen. I mean, 2000, 2012, 2013 is not coming back. And if it does, it's not going to come back that fast. Sure. You know, not that soon. Yeah. Sure. Would you say um, our Sorry. prices and our volume is holding steady right now? Surprisingly, that's yeah, great. that's yeah. great. So prices and volume are staying pretty much steady. That's that's great. Yeah. I mean, it was still early though, Jay. We're still early. It's still early. It's still early. It's still early. Um, I may be eating words come uh, November, December, but you know who knows. Exactly. No, let's let's hope it's steady. Let's hope it stays steady. But right. also, when uh, I mean, I'm actually thinking about also how's the fix and flip game? Is still is this that still viable for people to? Be able to buy a cheap house in Florida, put in, you know, 10, five grand and just get it on the market quick again? I don't think that's as strong as it once was. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're, the opportunities that are out there for that, I think, are few and far between. Sure. Yeah. Fewer and further between. Yeah. Sure. sure. Makes sense. So you guys got to be careful if you're going after that market where you're fixing and flipping, because obviously sure. it's just, it can be dangerous. You can be held with a... Uh, you know, a large mortgage or hard money loan that you don't want to be stuck with just because you're trying to get in a fix and flip game. Um, I know a lot of guys have done that, Jay. That's why I'm talking about that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, and right now, let's talk about your personal, what's your, you know, what's your big plans right now? What are you, what are you looking at right now? So we're looking at just moving a whole bunch, a lot of volume. Sure. And then I also have the, uh, the wholesale company on the side, that's Cycle Realty Investments. So we're looking to, to get in on both sides there. Nice. On the, the volume, when I speak of the volume, that's my retail side, right? My normal buyer and sellers. Sure. Uh, and then on the wholesale side, uh, I've got some some new hires that are coming on board that are going to help us uh, get some more of those uh, for the flicks, fix and flip opportunities to, to seek out more of those opportunities for investors like yourself and, and other folks that are on your channel. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, but we, we, we see that being becoming a little bit harder to find. Um, but they're out there, you know, they're out there. And there may be some more with people having some sort of financial crisis in their lives, whether they've lost their job or, um, you know, so whether there's just some sort of change, abrupt change in their life. So, sure. And it's still- it's, it's, that's yeah. true. I, um, I, I agree because yeah. in the deal, I mean, the deals, they say there are always deals out there. It's just have to, you have to just make, 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 make more calls, you know, make, right. instead of a hundred, you're making 200 calls. Um, right. but I think the same thing. And I'm always looking for deals. Like I, you know, Jay knows, but if you guys are looking for deals, Jay's definitely a guy you can contact. And I'll leave sure, his information sure. all in the contact information. He'll leave his number also. But if, um, let's say, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a small guy, you know, I have yeah. five, ten grand, 
you know, and I want to get into real estate, but I don't know what to do. Should I go get my life? Hey, should I try to wholesale? Should I try to, you know, buy a hold one? Should I um, try to get my license? I mean, what would you suggest for a guy who's starting out with five or ten grand? Um, five or ten grand. Well, first of all, if you want to do some wholesaling. You really don't need any money for that, right? You can do that with zero money. Um, so I mean, those, those, those are, you know, those are. So the wholesaling is sort of on the investing side of things, right? If you go and get your license, then you're you're working. I mean, you're you're basically going to get a job, right, as an agent. Sure. And you can do that for less than five grand. That's going to really cost you, I think, maybe about two thousand dollars to get started to get going with that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you think about it, for two thousand dollars, you basically are starting a business for two thousand dollars. I mean, what other business in America can you get started with just two thousand dollars? You know, yeah. um, not many. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, what was the other part of that, Kenny? Uh, well, if you if you if you if uh if I'm gonna buy one, would you would you suggest buy? Because obviously up here in Boston, you can't you can't buy anything for ten grand. You yeah. Know, just, so that's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. So anywhere, if someone's listening, if they only have that but they can't afford to buy anything, how can they get in the game? That's what I was asking. Yeah. If you can't afford to buy anything, then I'd be looking at some some wholesale options. Maybe you find something for an investor out there. You you go out and find the deal. Yep. And, and sell your deal basically to another investor and you keep the money in between sure. in between the price you find the deal for and what you sell to the investor. That's that's your classic wholesale transaction, which you can do with zero money, by the way. So it doesn't cost you anything to do that. It might cost you a bunch of time in the beginning to, to find that deal. That's probably your biggest investment uh, yep. going out there looking for something like that. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, guys, that's that's one another avenue right there. If you guys don't have any money or zero money or it's five or ten yeah. grand and can't afford to buy anything, you can still get in the game by wholesaling and flipping that contract to another uh, another investor. So, guys, sure. get some get some of those tips and write them down if you need to. Great, Jess, yeah. great idea. Um, now we're almost finishing up here. I just got you know, guys, yeah. I got a top five questions here, and then uh, then we're pretty much done. But quick question: sure. stocks. Just get on real quick. Buy yes or no. Um, I'm no stock guy. I'm a real estate guy, but all of my stock guy friends, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They say jump into those airlines right now. Jump in, jump in. They say jump, jump in. into those airlines. Get them while they're down and while they're not flying. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> smart. I think the same thing, man. You gotta take, yeah. take buy bargains, buy bargains. Right. Um, great. And let's get into this top five here. So, Jay, what would you say is your number one habit that's made you successful? Um, habit, geez, it's just uh, the persistence every day and then, and then doing the work when I don't feel like it. Mm, it's uh, probably, probably, you know, four days out of five, I don't feel like prospecting. I don't feel like making 300 phone calls. I can think of almost anything that is more exciting to do than make 300 phone calls sitting here by myself at my desk. I mean, doing the laundry is more fun. Doing the dishes is more fun, right? Yes. But I understand that doing that one thing that people don't like to do is what makes me a living. So I get up and do it every single day, whether I feel like whether I feel like it or not. Yeah, that's that's a great habit to pick up, guys. If you guys yeah. pick that persistence, I mean, he doesn't want to, but he still does it. That's that's huge. Right. That's actually a mental battle you're fighting. That's pretty much it. All right. Number two. What's and the- it's not all bad. That's the part of my day that I don't consider that much fun. Hitting yeah. the road, you know, I do that part, get it out the way in the morning, so. I can get to the fun part of selling real estate. So 
Smart. I don't want I don't want to scare your viewers with with that part of it. But uh, <laughs> no, that's smart. what you got to do to be successful in this business. So you know, exactly true. Exactly smart. What's the what's the most exciting project you're working on right now? Uh exciting. Yeah, or big project or anything that you that really excites you right now. What are you working on? Uh well, we're we're trying to structure a. Uh, I'm structuring this this big old. I, it, it's, it is a mansion, a lakefront mansion uh, for a gentleman. Um, so I'm trying to put that together right now for him. I'd say that's probably, I mean, in my world, it's just another, it's another deal. But, um, you know, I, that's probably the most exciting thing I've got going on right now in my life. My life's pretty boring, Kenny. I mean, to be honest with you, I just, <laughs> I work and that's it, man. You know? Yeah, that's what we all, that's what we all do, man. <laughs> that's what I do. I work all day. Yeah. Um, no, that's great. I mean, I, I, you want to tell me a little bit about the mansion? How much it is? How big is it? I mean, yeah, it's 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 funny because it's a uh, the guy the seller is going through. Uh, he's going through a divorce. There's all sorts of issues with it. Um, uh, in the bank, hung up in court. I think it's in divorce court right now, and and we're just fighting to get the house. I have the buyer in that transaction. We're just fighting to get the house. It's about one and a half, one and a half, one point five million dollars. Okay. So. I know that buys you a shack in, in Boston. I bet that's a nice house, though, for 1.5 in Florida. On a, on a, on a uh, beach. It's, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's not on a beach, but it's on the lake, though. On the lake. Nice, nice. In Orlando, if you live on the lake, it's like living on the beach. Oh, Orlando. Great. Good luck, Jay. Get that, get that deal, man. Send me some pictures. Um, so tell me about, tell me about, let's say, the worst deal you've had, or let's say the worst loss in terms of, let's say, money or house or... What was your worst deal and what did you learn from it? You know, the worst deal is when I had a, a, a listing under contract for a guy. I had the property sold in like one day and he disappeared on me. The seller. The seller disappeared? So the seller hired me to sell his house. I had about three full price offers on the, on the thing. Cash, all cash. Wow. And then the seller disappeared on me. I mean, I meant to call, I'm calling him back. Look, I got this thing sold. We just need you to sign right here so we can... Head over to the title company and, and he disappeared. Never heard from him again. Wow. And the property was an hour and a half away. So from now on, if anybody calls me from that part of town, I won't go there anymore. <laughs> so is that what you learned? Just don't go far? That's what I, yeah. Don't go far? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I learned. But no, I mean, you know, those are those are those are growing pains, I guess, man. That was that was very early on in my career. Sure. I, I mean, maybe I should have done a better job of sizing that guy up to see if he would have been a fit. But who knows? I mean, if they're signing with you, generally in this business, you know, you think you're a fit for that person, right? Sure. Um, because I go on a job interview with these people every day. If I'm applying to uh, to sell your home, right? You're hiring me. That's my job interview every day. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was to me that was a loss in, in time and emotions. Uh, and like I said, it was early on in my career, so it, it, it was a big deal to me back then. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a tough one, Jay. That's a tough one. Don't worry. There's more deals coming. There's more yeah. deals coming. The uh, second biggest loss was when I have to I had to buy an air conditioner for a house because uh, my uh, my I, I hired I sent somebody else to do a final inspection on a property that didn't catch that the AC was not working, and we closed on that transaction. Does that make sense? So, so you had to buy, you replace the AC. So, so part of the contract that we had written at this time on this one house was to 
have an air conditioner to more so have the AC in working condition, right? So my client is buying this home with the with the notion that he's getting the home with the working air conditioner. Our job as real estate agents is to go out there and conduct the final walk inspection, either the day of or uh, either day of or the day prior to closing on that property. So we're going around making sure everything works that is supposed to be working prior to this money changing hands, prior to the keys of this property changing hands. Okay, big mistake. I was, you know, I I I was I thought I was too busy at the time to go do this inspection. I sent somebody else to do it. They cleared everything, told me everything was working, right? Including that AC. We closed on the property. My buyer gets there, that AC is not working. Guess who's guess who that's on? It's on you guys, huh? That's on me. Yeah. Not you guys. That's on you. <laughs> that's on Jay. Wow. You hear me? Yeah. So you have to put in the AC. Yeah, you, you kind of had to remind me when you were thinking about bigger losses. I, was like, I said, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I think I had something worse than that other guy um, who just disappeared on me. Yeah, that was uh, having to write a check for an air conditioning unit for a 2,500-square-foot house. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a big lesson, too, right? It's a lot of learning right there. A lot of learning right there. That's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Let's see here. Um, so almost done here. What's um? Let's say, who's the most influential person to you today? Is there somebody that you look up to, a mentor, or somebody like who's very influential to you right now? You know, uh, my mom's really good one. She's the uh, she's a big time. She's a CEO of Build Boston up there, a nonprofit organization that helps the inner city youth. And uh, she came there after running her own nonprofit, the Boston Learning Center, which was another company huge in education. Um, so really, nowadays, um, aside from my the normal coaches I have in my life, I have my real estate coaches. Um, I look to her as sort of a life coach because I remember seeing her go through that process and seeing her grow as a business owner, right? And, and eventually selling the company and being and being hired for, you know, I, gobs of I, whatever, but for being hired to run uh, Build Boston, which is this huge organization and headquartered in Boston, but they have offices in California. They have offices all around the country. So um, believe it or not, I, I still get on the phone with her every uh, at least once a week and just talk business with her and pick her brain and, and just for advice on nice. what to do. Yeah. Nice. So, great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Mom's always the influence. Love it. I love that. Yeah. Love that. Um, what would you say, let's see here, is there any book right now that would say changed or helped you at all in your business right here, Jay? Any books? Uh, man, let's see. I got my bookcase back here. I've read a lot of books on uh, real estate. Um, I've read, you know, a lot of Gary Keller. I've, I've, um, who's the other good one? Chris Foss. Uh, he's got a book on negotiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read a lot of Grant Cardone, Seller Be Sold, 10X, all that good stuff. Um, what else? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm big on the business books, sales books, obviously Jeb Blunt, sales gravy. Um, what, a, I mean, the list is long, man. Sure. Can I name one book? Oh, yes. Not, just one, one that like really, you know, maybe one, that you read all the one time. One go to. Yeah. One go to. That's hard, man. That is hard. Just name one book. Uh, geez. That is really hard. Um, <laughs> you, you put me on the spot now, man. 
Uh, I'm having to look at my bookshelf right now. Um, what was a good one? I don't know, Kenny. Any any of your best ones, but the one that you know that you travel with, the one that the audience should go get when they in you know because they get into real estate or anything. Hang on, let me let me look at my Kindle real quick. Um, yeah, Kindle too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I've read so many. Um, that one book, huh? So I mean, I can name some that you should go get if you're if you're looking in the sales. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, so there's uh, Seller Be Sold. There's that's by Grant Cardone, by the way. There's uh, Millionaire Success Habits. That's Brendan Bouchard. Mm. Um, what else we got over here? Read Guerrilla Marketing by Jay Conrad Levy. Guerrilla Marketing. That's an older book. You can mm. find that. Um, let's see. Power of Habit by Charles Duguid. Yes. Power great. of Habit. Um, what else? The, the Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. That's Stephen Covey. Um, hmm. What else? I like some of the newer stuff, too. What's a, uh, who's the Wolf of Wall Street guy? That's a pretty good one. Um, oh, um, yeah. Uh, Way of the Wolf. Yeah. Way of the Wolf. Sales book. Way of the Wolf. That's a, that's a good sales book. Uh, but, I mean, I'm big on business books. I try to read at least one of them a week. So, wow. yeah. Smart man. Smart man, guys. That's one tip you definitely take from Jay also is be studious and read, man. I have my bookshelf back there. He has his bookshelf right there. It's not a coincidence yeah. that, you know, the most successful people read almost four or five hours a day. It's not a coincidence, man. It's just, it's just you have to do it. To be honest, Jay, I used to hate reading and I used to hate it with a passion and and I realized that all all the secrets, man, are in the books, man. Like, it's tough to, to avoid. But Jay's very studious, and he reads also. He gave me some good tips right there, some good books to follow. I suggest you read all of them and more. Um, and, Jay, one last question here. If you could leave, let, let's say um, you could leave one piece of information, you know, you can't leave money, you can't leave anything else, and you leave one piece of information, let's say, for your son, for your daughter, and you just want to make sure that they have the best life possible, what, what would that information be, man? Um, you know, it's, it's kind of cliche, man. Just, you know, you believe in yourself. Don't be scared and, uh, don't be scared to take chances, you know, mainly don't be afraid to take chance and don't be afraid to fail. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you got to miss that shot a, a whole bunch of times before it goes in. So, yeah. Great, Jay. Great. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Jay, where can people reach out to you, man? If they want to reach out to you? Uh, uh, you can catch me on Facebook at uh, Realtor Jay Shakur. That's all together, Realtor Jay Shakur. Uh, you can email me at jay at cyclerealtor.com. And make sure you spell Cycle Realtor correctly. That's uh, R-E-A-L-T-O-U-R. Uh, you can head over to my website, www.cyclerealtor.com. Call me, 407-244-6251 or 407 407- 777-4224. Text me, email me. I, I'm pretty easy to reach, okay? Great. Jay, thank you, man. Jay, Jay Shakur right there, man. Investor, an agent. He's been doing this, this real estate thing for a long time. I reach out to him for advice. That's why I brought him on the show, Jay. First of all, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for taking the time to explain Welcome. your business and yeah. how you started and how you know it takes persistence 
He talks about he makes 300-something calls a day, guys. This is yeah. just something important you guys have to pick up. You know, he yeah. follows and, you know, reaches out to mentors, people who are higher level than him so he can get information from them. He, you know, right. he counsels with his mom. I mean, come on, this guy yeah. is, is serious about it. And also, he's studious. He reads all the time. Guys, all the time. All the time, man. And he started his own business, his whole wholesaling. He's reading about ways to make money even in the downturn. So these things, guys, you can learn from him. And if you reach out to him, I'm pretty sure he can help you buy a house, sell a house, obviously get into investments if you need to. I'll leave all his information in the show notes. You guys can reach out to him. Obviously, Jay, guys, thank you for joining us again. But, Jay, thank you so much for showing up and uh, giving us all your hey, wisdom. Hey. And uh, thank, thank you for having us. Stay safe. And uh, any last words? No, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. I mean, this is great, you know. We should do it again sometime, Kenny. I really appreciate it. No and problem, you're going strong. I love what you do, man. You're going strong. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for coming on again. Definitely, we'll definitely do it again. Maybe do kind of an update to see what's going on. Guys, until next time, I'll see you at the top. Yeah.